Live from the back of the bus as Tim Lewicki drives it over the entire team, it's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Good day, footy fans, and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. We've got lots for you to put in your ears this week, from Tim Lewicki trashing the team, to that call, to Bez talking draft stuff, and much more. So grab your poison of choice and settle in for more WTFC drama. But first, to the panel. As an owner, you'd think he'd shy away from any team dissolution talk, but not him. His cold Yorkshire heart warms at the thought of a do-over for our perennially mismanaged Reds. He's the managing editor of Waking the Red. It's Duncan Fletcher. Hello. He's trying to figure out the meaning of the LightWiki code. Did Big Tim mean that things are A, awesome, B, approaching awesome, C, could be awesome if only they had players that would put in the work, or D, none of the above, ever? Stay tuned for his findings. It's the managing editor of the Yorkies, Tony Walsh. Hello. The graphics guy is off scouting the lower divisions with the misses. We're all pixelated this week. As for me, I'm still waiting for Jim Brennan's tell-all article to Metro. The revelations from that would be staggering, especially on how everyone takes their coffee. Breaking mm-hmm. news, folks. But until then, I am a writer of words for Waking the Red and your host, Kristen Knowles. Hey. Dude. All right, guys, there's just so much drama this week, it's hard to know where to start. So after our epic Nelson firing episode, we thought we'd have a bit of a rest. Perhaps not. But before we dive into all of that, uh, first up, that match from the weekend. So, 85 minutes of mostly wasted effort. Uh, I mean, sorry, Michael, not the death stare. A complete 90 minutes of effort mm-hmm. that was wasted by a botched call from the now infamous ref, Dave Ganter. So he clearly blew that goal call on Gilberto, but does the team not deserve a little bit of a, not beating, but they deserve a fair amount of blame for playing pretty poorly, considering possession and all that nonsense? Absolutely. There was... Very little reason to feel good about the team. You just you gauge the feelings of supporters watching the match. It was dark until the goal. I mean, people won't like hearing this, but I hate that the Gantar thing happened. Yeah. And people will hate. That's fine. Send your letters to Kristen Knowles, Vocal Minority Towers. But I hate that they got the draw because it papers over the cracks. It was terrible. It was, you know... Okay, yeah, you can make a point. He made that Vanny made these substitutions and it made things good and blah blah blah. But you're not going to get away with that for the rest of the season. 85 minutes of awful football, not being able to break down. Not a very good team. They couldn't get a sniff at goal for a good majority of the game, and then for whatever reason they found their way through. Everyone will now look at the brought back goal. And fair enough, it was it was yeah. a terrible call. It should have been a goal. It doesn't change the fact that, you know, they played awful. And even if they had gotten the win going forward, that's not going to be good enough. Now, you know, with Chivas following up, who are barely even a team anymore, it's going to look like, oh, we've picked up a little momentum here, rolling out of that game, fighting back, and we're going to beat Chivas. Yeah, they probably will beat Chivas just because of who Chivas are. But, yeah, it's just going to be a continuation along the same lines, I feel. Yeah, it was very much a, a crap game. Nothing going on, not worth watching. If it wasn't for Joe Bendick, it would have been yeah. way gone. You mentioned the subs. Yeah, Vanny did a good job. We always bitch at Nelson for not doing subs, and Vanny slowly, incrementally, all right, we'll bring on one attacking sub. Uh, did nothing. Bring on another. Mm, did nothing. Bring on a third, and eventually 
we got desperate enough that someone came on. So it does a certain amount of credit to be given for that, I think. But it doesn't really seem like a repeatable strategy. I mean, it's desperation last minute. You've got nothing to lose. You go out there. You can't be playing 90 minutes like that. So it doesn't really strike me as, oh, yes, we've now found the magic formula and things will be fine from here. So, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, for me, and I agree with you, the whole thing with the with the blown call, and it is, it's it's the only talking point about the game, unfortunately, and it absolutely shouldn't be. Yeah. Because um, I, I look back at the game, I didn't rewatch the entire game because, well, I'm not a masochist. What I watched again and what I remembered from the game, I can only think of like a handful of times where I thought, oh, wait, this was good. This was something that we wanted to see, or this person stood out in my mind. Most of it was really, really forgettable. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't just a poor performance it was a forgettable performance because sometimes they're horrible and it burns in your brain and you can't stop (laughs) thinking about what were you doing but mostly i'm just like i can't remember what you did yeah well i think chicago played a big part in that i mean especially after they went one to look they were happy to just sit back and let us pass the ball around and do nothing so i think if they'd really gone for it they could have been miles ahead at half time and then coasting rather than just do the whole coast and counter-attack at one nil um, so that doesn't help, but yeah, it was a very, as I say, forgettable is, is the right word for it until, you know, sort of right at the end and yeah. then big scandal, TFC are robbed. And yeah, and you made a good point. Without Bendik's heroics, this is not even a conversation. They don't, they don't get back into that game. No, if he doesn't save that penalty, they, they just, their heads sink and that's it. They just trot their way through the end of the match. There's no reason to believe that they would have had a fight back from 2-0. Oh, I don't no. think so. I there's, I mean, there's no evidence from this season, really. Certainly from the last month that they have the, it. The little things that you say that might have been good during the match, none of them were in the final third. No. no. In, until 85 minutes in. Yeah. You try that against most of the other teams left on the schedule. Not a chance. No, you won't be down just 1-0 and with a chance to come back. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think there's, there's a reason Chicago have tied as many games as they are. They 15? are currently terrible at finishing games off. Yeah, 15 now. One shot of the record. Um, we have to talk a little bit more about the call. Not so much the call, but uh, Michael Bradley's comments after the game. Right after, as the game ended. I'm sorry, like, who did not enjoy watching Gil try to hold Michael Bradley <laughs> back? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, that that is my enjoyable moment from the mm-hmm. game. Is, is mm-hmm. Gil, like, trying to... No, 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 it's okay. It's okay. He's yes, trying to, like, rip you... Gantar's head off. Um, so, is that not the kind of passion that we want to see from our captain? Yes and no. I mean, this in a different context has came up last week. I'll take smart over heroic every time. I'll take smart in control, playing his game, not being distracted by things out of his control every time over Hulk Bradley. I mean, that's on the pitch, I feel that way. And you look at his uh, post-game remarks there, you know, the whole of Canadian ref angle. And all well, that I have the quote here. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Please. continue to assign Canadian refs when an American team is playing a Canadian team because it's obvious that now these guys are going to make a conscious effort to show that they're not being biased one way or another. And I don't understand why you continue to do that. He took it a little step too far, I think, maybe. I, I, yeah, I, I, you can't be accusing people of conscious bias. I mean, I think it is a problem neutral refs exist for a reason I agree. and we can't really have them in MLS unless we bring in people from Mexico or wherever which I don't think is ever going to happen so you know, it's potentially an issue but yeah I, I think you can't be going and accusing people of making a conscious effort and 
That's taking it a bit further. You disagree? I have in the stands before. With him and uh, Petrescu, who is our home... Co- okay, that's remember, true. Remember Vancouver's comments Toronto about him ref? being our yeah. Toronto ref? Yes. I do feel... I felt this long before Bradley mm-hmm. said that, that there is an effort almost to show that they rise above any preferential treatment to a Canadian club. Or I have felt a bit about this. I personally... I, I agree with you about the smart over heroic, but it's kind of the Bradley I want. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quiet, unassuming Bradley isn't interesting to me. We've seen that since kind of the World Cup, this seemingly in, in a funk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And again, as far as the Canadian hometown thing, I think that was actually kind of a brave thing to say. He risked, I don't know if he put much thought into it before he said it, but to say that knowing your fan base is Canadian mm-hmm. and people may have taken it the wrong way, I think it was fair what he said. I don't think, I don't think it can be discredited immediately. I think there's something to it. Well, what's interesting, I, I didn't see any backlash about him being anti-Canadian on it from the fans. No, I know that, yeah. but there wasn't, I didn't see that at all. So I'm mostly support, for the most part, or neutral comments, but he didn't get fined. I think that's probably coming, surely. Well, they announced a bunch of other fines recently for mm-hmm. games on the weekend. And now, again, it's only Tuesday. Disco likes to mm-hmm. likes to wait. So we'll see as the week progresses, maybe by the... By this weekend's games, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about a fight. I think Bradley doesn't get Sanchez about that. Of course not. Of course not. I mean, do you think this is a more calculated thing? I mean, we're all talking here about this. Everyone's talking about the call and this big controversy. No one's really saying what the goodness were you guys doing for 85 minutes? Is this potentially like you know his uh, his post game comments a big? uh, I'm gonna. Put this thing here to take the pressure off the the team. Oh, this is. Do you think? Do you think he's that calculated? Although him, like, no, but but TFC to not. push it. See, this is right in their wheelhouse. Sure, absolutely. But although you said, you know, this actually was very well spoken. This is, and he's a well spoken guy, so he can speak fairly yeah. eloquently off the cuff. But mm-hmm. this is not a, a ranting statement. This was a well crafted sort of yeah, thought. He, I, if I he felt. saw, then you know, maybe that is some captaincy. Material and yeah. you know, yes, that's mm-hmm. a sort of I'm thing. Gonna... Smart over heroic. If he's actually been smart to say this rather than just I'm angry, then yeah, all right, it's completely. But it's interesting. Yeah, the... you're right about TFC latching onto it and using that as oh, the flag to wave. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's perfect yeah. for them. Um, there's that. There's also talking about the fine not coming yet. Perhaps from a league perspective, they don't want as many people paying attention to that call. So why did Michael Bradley get fined? Let's go look at this call. Holy Sanchez. That was awful. Why does this guy still have a job? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, the fact that it's the story yeah. is a shame. It is, absolutely, because that game was horrible. But really quickly, still in the game, Dero scoring the goal. A little shake and bake, first time. He's been pushing for more playing time. Yeah. Does mm-hmm. he have a case now? Will he be able to hang this and be like, hey, look what I did. No points without me. Yes and no. I mean, you know, that that was like one kick. Yeah, he was in the right place. Very From nice job. But, you know, I mean, I've said a long time, I'd be fine with him being a guy who comes off the bench for the last 20 minutes or so if things aren't working. And, you know, this time he has made a difference. So keep going with him. Why not? See what happens. But one thing interesting is like Brian Nelson apparently... You know, if you go by that Paul Upfield article, he doesn't like how Michael Bradley sort of freelances out there right. and everything. So, you know, I doubt he wanted Bradley and Dero out there. So, you know, maybe Vanny's a bit more open to freelancers and we'll see more <laughs> of Dero. Unleashed. He doesn't leash mm. a freelancer. No. Dero. I mean, his post-match comments 
fed right into the Miro well, brigade. Exactly. Yes. And fair enough. It, it, but that's him. That's what you get. It's what's on the tin. That's that's the road. It's not. It's not changing. Right. That's true. But I don't know if that's the worst thing to have. If they really are going to make a run for the playoffs, you need that kind of brash ego getting in the face of opponents and his teammates. As long as his body can produce at, to a certain level, that's you know useful. Then I say put him out there. Aduro has officially entered his I'm comfy at my new club phase. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, Osario is a mix of injured and sophomore jinx. Yep. You know, and that's about it. Where are your options? There is nothing else. Jackson. Yeah, yeah Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> and and Dero, listen. Dero's, Love it. Dero's career mm-hmm. is probably two months from being done. I think if we're fair. Oh, I agree. So, I, I don't and, think he agrees. I, I can see. Yeah, but I don't know what other clubs in in this league are going to agree after November. So, part of him will want to burn out bright oh, and not yeah. fade away. So certainly, certainly, actually, that's that's absolutely his personality. So mm-hmm. you know, as much as I may not like him, as much as some others do, I do Hello. appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't completely aimed at you. <laughs> you said it right to my face. <laughs> you were looking in my eyes. Um, but yeah, I agree with Duncan. I liked I liked the idea of his being a sub. Oh yeah, to yeah. come on and spark things. Uh, he should never start. It terrifies me when I see him starting because I just I don't find he affects the game enough in the beginning. For me, he's more of a game changer as opposed to a grab the game and run with it. Depends on options. Yeah. And well, there are hardly yeah. any. Oh, uh, yeah. So, we'll see. Uh, you're talking about the playoffs in this game. Is this a turning point? Probably not, but maybe. If I if I try not to be cynical, it could be. Because, mm. I mean, if you, you look back to about a month ago, the game against Chicago at home, the 88th minute of that, we've just come off getting six points out of a four-game road trip. We're winning 2-1. Gil scored a great goal. Everyone's feeling really f- For goodness. happy. And then, oh, that last-minute goal comes in completely... For goodness! Deflates the balloon, and then we go and lose to New England, and big and tailspin ensues. Why not? Everyone was really... For goodness! Been miserable 85 minutes in. Late goal. Oh, all right, that's good. we got more energy at the end. You know, we got the, the comeback. We've got the terrible call for the whole, oh, everyone's against this kind of thing. Why can this not be something that actually gives some positive momentum? It's perfect to have Chivas next, because that's almost guaranteed win to kind of keep that momentum going. Put those two things together, kind of go through into games that are going to be a little harder than Chivas, theoretically. Hopefully. I'm going to say probably not, but maybe. All right. Okay, again, I'm going to be Mr. Unpopular this week with listeners, I'm sure, but... Boo. Yes. Oh, I don't know what you're going to say, but boo. Do we do we want this club making the playoffs just to make the playoffs? Interesting. This shell of a club that's going to get blown up either way in the offseason. It's pretty clear to see that they're going to take a hammer to it again. Mm-hmm. Just for the fact for them to go into the playoffs and for MLSE to get a feather in their cap and say, we did what we said, have a huge payday for a playoff match, and justify putting our season tickets up next year for a team that is not ready to compete. I'm not sure. Personally, I, I guess it would be nice after nearly a decade to see a playoff match. Sure, that'd be wonderful. But getting that fifth play spot and maybe not even getting the home match? Yeah. Because yes, that worked out so well for Montreal to just barely stumble into yeah. that fifth place spot. Yeah. How have they done the season after? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we know the ownership would use that as oh, the laurel of all laurels. Of we have done would. what we've said. We have made these playoffs. 
So, I, I don't know. I mean, it seems blasphemous to say, but... No, that's interesting. I, I hadn't thought about that far down the line in terms of whether or not this was a team. I didn't think that this was a team that would necessarily do well in the playoffs, at least not after the last month. I, was, I know 9 out of 10 TFC supporters are going to say, yes, I just want to make the playoffs no matter what. Anything can happen. And there's a fairness in that. Anything can happen. You just got to get hot again. But... <laughs> I, I fear what that does long term to the club, but eh, it's not for me to decide. Yeah. All right. Let's get a little levity just at the end of this. Uh, what kind of fire does TFC remind you of? A blue angel. Ooh. Yes. It's when you light a fart on fire. There's a big flash of excitement at the start, followed by laughs and cheers, but it disappears rapidly, and you're left with a hot smell of burnt shite. <laughs> Well then, uh, the tire fire from The Simpsons, it just never goes out. You think it does? No. No, it just keeps coming back. Uh, well, it's certainly not a cozy campfire with everyone happily sitting around, sharing stories, and having a laugh. Well, it is if it's the campfire from Friday the 13th. We're in the beginning, unbeknownst to all. There's a dangerous killer out to wreck everyone's good time. But in the following years, when everyone just ignores the fact that they know this is going to happen and keeps going back to that fire at the camp, yeah, that's us. We just can't help we're, ourselves. We're getting what we deserve. <laughs> a little bit sometimes. We do it to ourselves. I bet it's Rohan Ricketts. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me, it's my mask. <laughs> All right, and now to round it off, the Caldwell Arms game in 16 words. Gentlemen. Awful. We didn't deserve anything. Some good, if desperate subs. Ooh, that's better. We was robbed! Concise. Mm. Mine is a bit of an ode to Gilberto. Ooh. Who let the wolves out? Dave, (laughs) Dave, Dave, Dave. Who let the wolves out? Dave Gantar. Are you counting mine? Oh. Who let the wolves out? Dave, 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 Dave. Each day counted. Yes. Yeah, just enough Dave's in there to make it 16. Uh-huh. Nice. But it was who, 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 who. Yeah. Yeah. I know my Baja, man. Which is scary as all hell. E-B-I-O. Stop. That's awful. What are you waiting for? That was the Gantar, man. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's terrible, but uh, I'll, uh, I think it's 16 words. I hope I actually have the right number of words this week. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know you are. Yeah, get ready, get ready. Uh, <laughs> Dero with the shake and bake wasn't enough. Even Gil fighting off the wolf couldn't do. Couldn't I think do I what? Got, I think 16? I got 15. Isn't that 16? I got to 16. Did so you I... use Dero as two words? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just because there's a space doesn't make it two words. Yeah. Um, no, my, my, my D-Row is one word. All right. It's always one word. He uses it as two. Poetic license for Scar-row. a crappy mom. I told you it was bad. What was that? You want to throw it out or something? Please. <laughs> <laughs> word of the wise. When someone says Scarborough, you don't follow that up with, you want to throw down? <laughs> Unless you're talking about Scarborough, England, which yes. is a delightful <laughs> place. Where you want retirees, pensioners, <laughs> Where you want to throw down a blanket so you can enjoy the scotch egg while looking at the North Sea. Yes. When I get to the bottom, I go back to the top of the slide. Stop and I turn and I go for a ride. Till I get to the bottom and I 
as the saga of Tim Lewicki slowly winds down, uh, he suddenly leapt from the shadows and into a Ryerson University marketing class <laughs> to uh, pretty much throw the entire team from coaches on down under a bus. So, let's take a look at some of his really super fun revelations. Start with, well, might as well start with the biggest lightning rod, which is Defoe. Alright, uh, if you want to be here, want to buy into what we're doing, I'll be right there with you. Roll up our sleeves, let's go. If you don't want to be here, get the hell out of the way. If he doesn't want to be here, you get rid of him. Mm. That seems fairly damning. Yes. <laughs> what exactly is, uh, well, we all know what's happening behind the scenes, but... It seemed like such an odd forum for him to give this sort of speech. Or not. Was it him being kind of smart thinking, it's out in a away corner where I can say these things. Fun fact about Tim Lewicki, never heard of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Uses it all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, what is? It, it's very baffling, just the timing of it, really. I mean, he's obviously throwing Defoe rather than TFC under the bus. Yeah. Is that what that's all trying to be about? It's like, well, you know, we did this, but... Uh, uh, this guy, yeah. Yeah, I felt we got another David Beckham here, but uh, he sucks. But why are you doing this now? Because, A, if you feel this way, why didn't you just accept the $11 million offer, let him go off to QPR and just yeah. have done with it? Um, I'll be, you know, if you're going to keep him here, then you'll pretend that you hmm, like him. he's committed and <laughs> you know, this could work out. At the very least, if nothing else, to try and protect... You know, trade base. value and you know, the fan base and everything, really. It's it's all very baffling. Either he knows how exactly this is going to play out, the end game for Defoe. Mm-hmm. He's already very aware of that. and To me, that says that. You don't say, get out of here. If the, you don't know, the guy's not going to already get out of here. Mm-hmm. Or, or he's gone rogue. <laughs> like, he's well, redundant. He's re- nearly redundant. Exactly. And he wants to get out ahead of this message for his legacy. He's getting out ahead of this Defoe thing. I said get out before he's before Defoe's yeah, ever said they I'm would getting listen out. to me, yeah. Yeah, like because it's his project. Yeah. So if he in some way turns it around and says, you know what? Get the hell out of here. I gave you all this money and you don't appreciate what we've done for you. He's leaving himself kind of in charge of the situation. Well with with everything but I still think I still like to think of him going rogue. <laughs> well with everything here <laughs> I tell it, everything. Is he trying to still remain relevant before he is actually no longer has anything to do with the with MLSE? Is this his way of oh well, screw you Baz. I'm I'm still involved. I'm gonna say I, things and I guess, but I, I can't see him wanting to be like, you know, off the reservation. Oh, yeah, he's going into business for himself. All right, let's give that a year before he's in charge of the LA Clippers or whoever. Right, all right, well, so then let's... So he's not going to want to come out as, like, some crazy man who, when things go wrong, he, you know, burns the whole place You down. say that, and yeah, let's go on to the next point. Mm. The comment <laughs> on the coaches. Out of the seven coaches we let go at TFC, not any of them had a coaching license. <clears throat> Fact yeah. check, desk. That's yes. a little inaccurate. That's a whole lot of reaction. Exactly. And pretty much all of them probably had, well, maybe not Ryan Nelson, who knows, but Stuart Kerr definitely did, Fran O'Leary definitely did, uh, some, someone on Twitter saying Orton definitely did. Yeah. I think I remember vaguely way back when some talk of Brennan going off and doing some courses. He did, he did a few I don't know how far he got. No. Who but, knows? But, like, Stuart, yeah. Stuart Kerr joined Twitter just to refute this. Mm. You know, he's often on Twitter. He's got, like, eight tweets. Most of them are at journalists saying, just so you know, I actually do have my UEFA Pro Mm-hmm. license and I'm one of two goalkeeping yes. coaches in MLS that has it yeah it's like, I, I would think you. that he is more qualified than John Conway uh, um, a little yeah. bit but yeah it's, it's all very weird I mean this is Lewicki I mean he's 
He's Bombastic a salesman and this and is what he does. You know, he kind of he figures out what the audience or what he thinks the audience wants to hear yeah. and then he sells them it and just kind of adds a little bit of extra on top to seal the deal. It's you know good salesmanship. It's obviously got him very far in his career. But And that's a good point. He, who 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 gets noticed more from this? The fans listening to Lewicki, who has this big platform, or Stuart Kerr and his twenty followers on Twitter coming out and say, <laughs> Lewicki has his ear to the ground and he hears, oh yeah, they didn't have badges. This is how I'm gonna show. But the the, the badges are redundant, and he, it's complete hypocrisy because the issue, you know, isn't that the issue is he had the chance to fix this. You know, mm. if he would hire some goddamn experienced managers. We could put an end to this as the TFC employment charity, where everyone, you know, is a nice little place to learn mm-hmm. to get their badges by. Yeah. But if, he, if if this was such a problem, why didn't he do this when he brought in these big-name players? There was the opportunity there. You can't say that you are the executive that you are, that you are this man that helped build the galaxy, mm-hmm. that organized the bloody big deal, all of these things, mm-hmm. and not know whether or not they have... Their qualifications. With, and, and, and if you say that, you are a crappy executive and you are bad at your job. And it's funny because there's good parallels between Galaxy when he brought in David Beckham under Rude Gullet. Yeah. Who was oh, well. a disaster. Yeah. Although he had badges. Yeah, they had Frank Yallop and Rude Hullet yeah. and all went wrong. Then you know, eventually, right, we're going to have to do this right. Bring in Bruce Arena yeah. and magically things work. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah. And then on to what is possibly... I, I, well, they're all they're all they're all startling to me. The whole speech was just odd in terms of TFC. Uh, the entire team pretty much being without the winning mentality. So the only two guys in our locker room that are looking around and going, "We ain't going down unless we go down fighting." Are Michael Bradley and Greg Vanny. Smell this. <laughs> like seriously. Yeah. That's... Really. I think that's all about, you know, again, pumping himself up because the big thing's in, all right, he bought Defoe, that didn't work, all right, well, but Bradley, no one can doubt Bradley, he's awesome and blah, 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 and now, uh, well, Nelson didn't work out, shouldn't have kept him, but Vanny, I got Vanny now, yeah, we, you know, we got him in as, as the backup plan, those two decisions I made were fantastic, look at me. But everyone else has laid down yes. and died, basically. How many of those other players that lay down and died have come in under your watch? Just just for any fan who has watched a single TFC game this year, or more than one, you, you know this is the most base false statement. And, and I say this as being frustrated with TFC and watching them perform poorly for, well, eight years, but through much of this season. But I can also point to game in, game out, players that have consistently put in effort that you can't say aren't fighting to win, or have at least sparked on occasion. I can't look at many players and say... All season long, you were dead weight. Yeah, no, I... I, And this makes me angry, and I don't know why more people aren't mad about this. I think there's a little bit of something to it, but not for the... Not in the way he said it. There's not a bunch of apathetic losers on the club. No, we've had that. There is a lot of imbalance. So the guys you have there who are supposed to be leaders, you've got, you know, a couple... Who aren't leading. Caldwell and uh, Bradley, but your other guys, like Defoe, there's there's a guy who's not... There's a guy who's probably your most apathetic guy. And yeah. he's your big name. I think the jury might be out on Enduro in a little while. <laughs> but um, but the rest of the guys are young, or they were bit parts on their previous clubs. They may have not grown into that role where they are the have that winning fire yet. You know, it takes a while. And you expect Nick Haglund to come in and be, you know, this firebrand who's going to... It's very rare. Sam Croden. It's a ridiculous statement. I mean, his reasoning behind it, like the way it came out just makes it sound like they're just, they don't care. And it's not that. It's just 
the balance is not right, and that's team building, and that's but, but and that's the buck not stops what he said, and that's what I no, take I, no, no, yeah, yeah, and you're right, yeah. He let it float out there, yeah, like it just was as like, these guys, they they have let us down, yeah. me and you, I'm with you, supporters. They've let us down because they don't care like we do. Yeah, exactly. I care so much, I'm leaving. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll be right there with you. No, no, no you won't. But, <laughs> right yeah. there with you until Mark Cohen <laughs> yeah. takes oh, over. Oh, yeah, sorry. The rest of the quote, yeah. We have work to do there. We're not done by any means. Mm-hmm. Well, you are, so thanks for coming out. Yes, yes. It's just, it's just frustrating to... Mm. Well, it is part of, you know, the TFC Circus, and we'll get into more of that throughout the podcast, is the varying stories and sides mm-hmm. come out depending on what news source you are going to and uh, what lecture hall you've been in lately. But first, we have, uh, we'd like to get a little more hard-hitting journalism. Uh, we are nothing if not a high-class operation and have pooled our funds to send Mr. Mark Hinckley off to London for some uh, investigative reporting to find out exactly where Jermaine Defoe is. So now we're going to go live to Mark. Mark, how is London and have you found Jermaine? Thank you, Kristen. Well, we're here at Griffin Park in Brentford, full-time, 3-0 to the visitors' North City. John Ruddy was man of the match. He had a hell of a game, stopping many crucial shots in the first half, but it was a defensive blunder in the second half, which opened the floodgates. Norris never looked back. Uh, almost 1,100 uh, visiting fans in from Norwich for the match. Uh, almost 11,000 here at the ground. But uh, an entertaining match. Nothing wrong with the second division. So full-time, 3-0 to Norwich. Back to you to the studio. He, he's, he's, <laughs> taking, Mark. he's taking all our investigative money and he's just going to London and uh, getting drunk and watching football, isn't he? Mark yeah, went yeah. to the one ground in London. That has four pubs. <laughs> and it shows. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, that Maloney. was um, Money well spent. Education. Yeah. There's 1,100 guys back here. <laughs> Go find the foe. You, Come on. You drunk. Seriously. <laughs> all right. So amongst all the various bits of drama coming out this week, various news reports, not to be outdone in the drama dome. We actually do need another hero. Uh, next up was Ryan Nelson speaking through, sorry, presumably Ryan Nelson speaking through. Who knows who it could have been? I know. Could I'm... have been Brian Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> Globe and Mail footy, uh, speaking through Globe and Mail footy writer Paul Atfield with uh, some science of his own to drop. So, gentlemen, what do we think of the statements from this particular piece? And again, let's start with everyone's favorite EPL striker, haha, soon to be returning, Jermaine Defoe. So, Nelson. Sends a text to Defoe after feeling that the, the hammer is about to drop. Says, you know, pretty sure he's going to get the sack in the morning after sucked the... in the morning. I'm getting sacked <laughs> in the morning. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> OMFG. Apparently Defoe's reply was fairly to the point. If you're gone, I'm gone. Anyone believe this? Uh, yes and no. I think it's a uh, you know, kind of heated the moment thing. It's plausible as a last straw on the camel's back kind of thing. Managers get fired all the time. You know, he may really like the manager, but if the player's happy wherever he is, he'll get on with things and get over it, and that may be the case here. If he's really pissed off, you know, there's a whole bunch of things about this that he doesn't like, and all right, well, Nelson's still here. I guess we got that, and then Nelson's gone as well. For goodness! In that way, it's maybe plausible, but... uh, yeah, I'm in the same vein as Duncan. Uh, the only thing 
if it's true, it's a bit of an alarming insight into Nelson's reign as manager that he had that kind of closeness with an individual player. Now, we know what happens, but is Defoe his confidant? That could create divisions if, if you are obviously that close to a player. Mm-hmm. Did he go around telling a bunch of players that day, think I'm gone tomorrow, you know, or was it just, oh, I gotta text my BFF back in London? <laughs> Um, I don't know what Kiwis call BFFs. Best friends. Best friend forever. But uh, Jermaine Defoe happily plotted along at Spurs after his very close managerial player relationship with Harry Redknapp ended. Mm, That's a good point. How many coaches have Spurs fired? (laughs) Many. (laughs) He's been through this a lot of times. Exactly. To think he'd fall on his sword for a professional who's won just over a dozen matches in his career. Seems Mm -hmm. odd. Uh, It seems odd. But what it does is give him the icing on the cake for a decision he probably made in July or August. Right. Oh, well, this is just inhumane Plus, to steal also... from one of his former teammates. <laughs> and now, I've, if, if I hadn't decided already, he had. Now, <laughs> now I'm leaving. It's just odd, I think, to come out sort of that supportive of him. I don't know. Well, on that, you know, we've been talking about Michael Bradley a lot, and of course... Talk turns to his father, and in this article with Atfield, uh, talking about about MLSC approaching Bob Bradley as both TFC head coach and general manager ahead of next season, uh, despite Greg Vanny and Tim Bezbachenko currently occupying both of those roles. A lot of people are kind of excited about the thought of this, but isn't this really just smoke? I, I don't know that, you know, he's off coaching, where is he, Norway right now? Stay back mm-hmm. in Norway. Thank you. Um, does he really want to... Coach's kid, come back to, you know, come back to MLS, come to MLS. I'd say there's, there's two theories I've got. One, I mean, just the fact that it's just, hmm, there's whispers out there saying this. It's not like you know, Nelson was saying this, which is yeah. what the rest of the article mainly was, or a source told me this. It's just a straight up, hmm, whispers out there to just, yeah, there's not really a whole lot to it. The other option is that, you know, yes, this is happening and it's something big, so everyone at LNLSE is being told absolutely top secret lockdown, so nobody is willing to even say anything. You know, don't even quote me as an unnamed source or anything like that, so whispers out there is all the reporters can really say. It seems a little easy to me. Yeah. By Michael Bradley being here, Bob Bradley's pedigree in Major League Soccer. People were surprised when he went to Norway a little bit, but uh, hypothetically, you know, if... And if it was possible, despite, you know, hating the constant upheaval we've had every single year, I say if it's possible, get him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, oh, yeah. I, I have 0.0 confidence that Greg Vanny is the answer, is the answer to mm-hmm. the managerial question. He's plan V, after all, you hey. know. <laughs> and, you know, I think, I think Bob Bradley could be. I mean, he's kind of like bringing in Precky without the... Sociopath. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Yeah. He's got that... He's a, he's a tough dude. Absolutely. He's a dictator. I don't think... You you would avoid the problems with people saying nepotism. Because it doesn't matter what manager's here. Michael Bradley's the man. Mm-hmm. So, he's not going to say, Oh, you're playing your son. No really? shit. Of Everyone's course. gonna play. Yeah. yeah. So, they've worked together before. They both apparently... They fought each other in the tunnel at the World Cup, apparently. Yeah. So, that they are of the same... You know, Mindset. they'd both be going after Dave Gantar. <laughs> Gilberto would be holding them both back. So, yeah, if it's possible, and I, I think that's a giant if, though. Uh, I'd say do it. If we're going to blow it up anyway. Mm-hmm. That being said, 
still would like to see Bezbachenko in the mix somehow. Really? Yeah. Have Bezbachenko go back to being eh, he's the, the guy yeah. who kind of works the angles with the league and manages he could be the director the of one, well, which okay, is what so he's supposed to be. Director yeah. of something. The, what I, the thing that appeals to me about the the possibility of Bradley should yeah. it be true, and I would I would like to see it happen yeah. for similar reasons, is that I would like the coach and the GM to be the same person. I, I, think, I, I am more of a fan of the old school manager being a manager, not the without a GM. As long as it's yeah, someone like, good, yeah. But I want yeah. I want one person to be in charge of mm-hmm. the team. Yeah. I don't mind Bez being whatever. But like Duncan said, put him back to where his original purpose exactly. was. Exactly. To know everything about the cap and how Agreed. it works and how to get around it and how to, you know, fiddle with the numbers and this and that. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. I just, mm. it, have he, him do what Bradley tells him to do. If you want to yes. have him in charge yeah. of his... His analytics and the scouting department, because God, we need someone in charge of the scouting department. Apparently, we haven't for eight years. Yeah, and it's been obvious. Yeah, I mean, basically, we're talking about the wiki eventually in LA bringing in Bruce Arena. Well, this is exactly this is the closest thing. He had success in MLS, then went off to the US national team, did okay there, Mm -hmm. and then eventually comes back to MLS. It's got Bruce Arena uh, written all over it, really. So, hopefully, that can be the big off season splash this time around is finally a good coach slash GM. A family affair. <laughs> There's your tagline, TFC. And I think we'll uh, we'll round off uh, Nelson's uh, moment in the media sun with the comments about Luke Moore and... Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know we even need to talk about Gil uh, and his apparent... But the Gil was slightly I, I believable. Could, I could yeah. believe that, and yeah. I'm happy they turned it down. Yeah, if it four point five to Club America. Uh-huh. Yeah, plausible. Absolutely I'm plausible. Sure we kept them. So yeah, TFC turned down an offer from Premier League club Burnley last mm-hmm. month. <laughs> Home of hilarious <laughs> mascot Burnley B. <laughs> like, Look ser- him up. Like, seriously? Yeah, I, I can't see one big part MLS player to go into the EPL. So I mean, it doesn't sound right, but. If that offer was there, why the hell would we stand in Luke Moore's way for that? Right. Why are we keeping Luke Moore, you know, let the player... Unleash him, set him free. Does anyone here Mm. truly believe Luke Moore's back next year under any circumstances? No. 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 Salary, international slot, like all these things. No, you know what, to me, this smacks of like, hey, things might be pretty shitty out there. We've made some mistakes, like Jermaine Defoe, but look at our other guys. Gilberto, he's wanted by one of the greatest clubs in Mexico. And... And one of those BPL teams wants Luke Moore, our other striker. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, that's to me. That's what it sounds like. I mean, yeah, there could have been an inquiry. Why Burnley would inquire? Exactly. God, they can you, you, you control the championship because I hear the second division isn't bad. <laughs> you should get a whole tiny doozy on. No, that was that was drunk Mark. Was that drunk Mark? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Second Nothing wrong with the second, second division. division. <laughs> so, you know, no. Yeah, I mean, come on. If they, if anyone offered any money for... A bag for of balls Luke, for Luke Moore? Even just get him off your books, you would take that deal. Ah, it's a bunch of baloney, as Mark would say drunkenly. I just want to look like any other one to I get. I only want to look to the end one to I get. What do I get? Oh, what do I get? What do I get? Oh, what do I get? But I'm telling you how. What do I get? What do I get? What do I get? No, no. What do I 
It's bitchy blanks. Please, sir, may I have some core? That says, world's best sack manager. Aww. You nice. finally got a badge. <laughs> Mine would be, TFC players gave Ryan Nelson a series of prank text messages. They started a pool to see who would get their pretend friendly sad text leaked and printed first. Mark Bloom texted, I'll name my baby after you. Dominic Aduro texted, Vanny's like dig dish compared to your Papa John's. <laughs> Jermaine Defoe's If You're Gone, I'm Gone, went out. He happily took Mark Bloom's baby food money. TFC players gave him Julio Cesar's tiny towel to weep into. Aww. Like the Shroud of Turin. <laughs> it's, it's practical and memorable. I, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It still has the outline of his cock. <laughs> the winner for this week is a new winner. Huzzah for new winners. Uh, and it was really, really close, I have to say. There and, were a few uh, good entries There was some week, good entries. Sure. And one of them came from, what's her name? Redwine Ross? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah close. so close. So close, Redwine Ross. Let's not talk about that yeah, one. Yeah, no, let's yeah. move on. Uh, we don't even talk about it. Uh, the winner is Dennis Villeneuve, at Dennis Villeneuve on the Twitters. The TFC players gave him a TFC jersey with the name, thanks coach, and the number eight. <laughs> nice. Nicely done, Dennis. Thank you. Funniest gag until Greg Vanny's number nine. (laughs) It's probably Denis. Oh, well. (laughs) Well. It's too late now. Apologies to our (laughs) French Canadian (laughs) listeners who might be Denis. Well done, Dennis Newtown. (laughs) (laughs) You win. (laughs) Say hello to famous race car driver Jack Newtown. (laughs) We're sorry, Denny. (laughs) Sorry, Denny. For our. That's Super Anglo who runs <laughs> Vichy Blanks. That's at Denis Villeneuve with just one in. Definitely Denis. It mm. is Denis. I apologize. This week's Bitchy Blank is... Upon returning to TFC, Jermaine Defoe gets re-injured doing blank. <laughs> <laughs> and if that isn't a wide open blank for you there, folks, come on. As always, please send us your replies to us on the Twitters at Vocal Minority Pod, no A in the vocal, in the comments section on our website, vocalminoritypodcast.blogspot.ca, or in the comments at Waking the Red when the post goes up live there. Thank you for playing. Send lots of entries. Again, as always, I get bored at work. Hashtag wide open. Alright, so our third uh, entry in the media sweepstakes this week and getting their story out and their side of things told was Prezbachenko. 
Uh, Bez was at the annual season ticket holder picnic up at the Kia training grounds. While he was there giving the annual address to the season ticket, the, the wrapped faithful, or people who just wanted free food. Long way uh, to go for a burger. It really is. Mm. I would not, yeah, no. Spend gas, tokens, whatever. <laughs> Listen to his downtown elites. It's probably really convenient for a lot of people up in Vaughan or wherever. <laughs> So one of the things Bez talked about was focusing on the draft and uh, the development of youth players. Right now he says the, the club wants to double the number of players that have graduated from its academy over the next three years, but also double the number of players on the roster that were drafted by the club. Uh, currently the club only has three. three. And we've got four first round draft picks next year, so yeah, that's going to be a tough one. Ooh, exactly, I know. It's, re- it, it, it's a revelation is what that is. You're cut, you're cut. <laughs> we're just drafting a bunch of dudes. Yeah, pretty much. Look, we can hold them up. But, you know, Bez coming out and saying how unacceptable it is that they've only got three players that it's drafted in the last, in their eight years that they've kept. So, you know, there's a little bit of a retention thing in their scouting department clearly hasn't been the best. Existent. Well, that's the Except next for Danny Kalos' top-notch work oh. when he was head of scouting. Right. Good times. Oh my god, I totally forgot. <laughs> Pat Onstad as well. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, oh yeah. The experience he brought to the scouting role. Yeah. I, you can hear it yeah. in his color commentary now. <laughs> yeah, so sure, absolutely you want to be able to recognize talent and be able to build your team, but that's never been what TFC's been about. Sure <laughs> <laughs> <True> words. <laughs> Leading into that is his desire for much more focus on analytics within the team because that's that's Bez's that's thing. MLSE's new buzzword for everything. Mm-hmm. Everything is all it's all about the numbers. Mm-hmm. They love the movie Moneyball. Uh, but included in all of that was this kind of stunning revelation: the 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 franchise has made its scouting department independent of coaches. That has never <laughs> happened here before. <laughs> Just let that uh. sink in. Yes. And then he said that it, this will help create a regular database and ensure that information or contacts aren't lost when a coach leaves. Are you fucking kidding me? What is wrong with these people? Just the fact that scouting reports are in some binder that leaves with the manager when you sag them. I mean, that's just, that's so redsy. It hurts me. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I, I keep reading that statement over and over. It really does say that. Yeah, it's, it's stunning, but, but not, not stunning. Well, it's TFC. Yeah. 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 It is very TFC. It, mm-hmm. And it's one of those things that shines a bright, scary light on the horror that is our franchise. But I mean, you know, you know, that is also dependent on the next guy respecting your scouting reports. You could have files and files of scouting reports. Nah, I'll do my own scouting things. Binders of players. Yeah, it's not as if there's... <laughs> Very nice. Yes. Thank you. It's not as if there's any kind of foundation for when a new guy comes in and says, well, here's what we've done, you know, before you arrived. We'll take you through this. This is what we could look at. That doesn't exist. I think this is a very sly move by Bezbachenko. I think he's got his ear to the ground at MLSE. There was a lot of displeasure about the money spent and what, you know, its results by Tim Lewicki, the millions. By coming out and saying, this is how we're going to build this club going forward. Grassroots scouting that's going to, you know, pick up these diamonds in the rough. We're going to draft guys who we can pay on the minimum. Academy guys, minimum. Mm-hmm. It's very much, you know, it's probably true, but it's very much telling people what he thinks they want yeah. to hear right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, and he said, you know, the, the club is committed to analytics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they've set up these databases over the past year, which is now going to lead into being able to apply that into the area of, what does it say, cap management, 
the area of scouting, and then sports science and nutrition, because this is one of my sort of favorite mm-hmm. pardons. Uh, making sure that our players are not susceptible to injury, which is fair because <laughs> you look at a TFC player and they fall down with a hamstring injury. Uh, but because of overtraining, they were overtrained? You broke this it! Is, like, this, they, they do this all the time, every time, and this is tied into their whole culture of, ooh, this one person's at fault. Once we get rid of him, everything's Everybody fine. Everything will be fine, yeah. How many times have there been articles like TFC, hey, we've got this now, check us out. We've exactly. got Ozone, we're the first people in MLS to do this. And Paul Winspear and this and this. It's every single time there's a regime change. It's like, oh, yeah, these guys weren't training right. Now we're going to do it right. It's a flimsy Tissue thing paper to throw excuse. out there. Yeah, but, for sure. Oh, again, this is what people want to hear. Oh, I don't want I to hear that. Like I think the, it's ridiculous. I like the it's nutrition a broken part. record they've played a lot of times. Yeah, it's just... A little known fact, every time a manager leaves, he takes his box of Quest bars with him. <laughs> oh, nutrition has <laughs> been... Gone out the window. Oh, well, that explains it all right there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just very interesting to see all the, the different spin that is taking place um, within, and, and we're not new to spin at TFC. Yeah. We, we are spin. The wiki's talking about how Sanchez things are. Nelson's talking about how Sanchez things are. Bez is desperately just saying, hey, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. Things Tell are our new folks. systems, I youth, actually, development. No, actually, no one has been spinning the plates as hard as Bezbachenko. Oh, my God. I can't believe he's even mm-hmm. sleeping. He's spinning so hard. Well, it's going to be interesting. And Defoe is going to be back, don't you know? Woo-hoo! <laughs> We're all saved. Yes. So next Tuesday, Defoe. <laughs> he's on schedule. Uh, he's on schedule to meet his scheduled return. We're not going to tell you when that is. He's on schedule. Mm. Promise. Sure. Wait, what was that? What was that tweet that uh, Jermaine put out today? Ah, uh, what's really uh, excited about something? He was. Goals? Yes. Rehab has gone well. Woo! Space exclamation mark. Back to Toronto Monday, comma, and ready for playoff push, hashtag, space goals. Space, full stop. It's a magnificently punctuated tweet, Jermaine. That is amazing. Jermaine. Yeah. I should say. Giant air quotes. Yes. I am uh, the, the best bit is, a lot of people on Twitter seem to have uh, taken in his reference to rehab as if he had an uh, alcohol yes. or drugs problem. Maybe he did. Who knows? Defoe Nation. <laughs> Maybe we'll replace him with his brother. <laughs> He's going to see a specialist about his groin problem. Mm-hmm. He's a sex addict. He's been at sex addiction rehab. Oh, mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, problem solved. That's why Mark can't find it. This is why you listen to the vocal minority podcast. Yes. <laughs> For all the truth Facts. that's not fit to print. Facts. <laughs> Facts. Hashtag space goals. Exclamation mark. <laughs> uh. All right. We do have a game this weekend. Before they go off into MLS version of relegation, we do get to play Chivas. And here with a Wii preview is Duncan. Thank you, Kristen. Chivas USA! For some reason, in June and July, they had a four-game winning streak. Since then, they've got one point in their last ten games. They've been outscored 24-3 to in those ten games. They've been shut out eight times in those ten games. They've lost five straight outscored 14-2 to in their last four games. They just lost 4-0 to a Kansas team that had lost four straight. Here's their coach, Wilmer Cabrera, on that game. So I said to the guys, right now it is who has better mentality, who has better strength mentally, and who wants it more? Definitely they showed that they have a better mentality than us. Wilmer the Frenchman. <laughs> 
French English. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so that doesn't sound too good, does it? Uh, also, Cubo Torres is out suspended. Uh, he scored 14 goals this season. The rest of the team has nine all season. Oh my God. Nine. <laughs> in 28 <laughs> oh games. Uh, Carlos Bocanegra is out injured. And, oh yeah, the club's still being run by the league and is probably going to be on hiatus next year before getting relaunched with new ownership. Um, I have a soft spot for Chile, so this is all very sad, but they're a shambolic club ready to implode at the first sign of struggle. There's a lot that we've already had to talk about this week, so I won't spend more time on this because there's zero excuse for not beating this team. Zero. Having said that, their midfield includes Nathan Sturgis and Eric Avila, so we all know how this is going to end. We're doomed! Will it be Sturgis or Avila? That's all. That's the only question. Anyway, back to you, Kristen. Thanks, Duncan. Goodbye, LA's Rose. Part of this game is that apparently Caldwell might be back. Morrow is sort of back. Well, Morrow was back last week. I know, but he's still finding his way back. Really back. Yeah, Yeah, he'll be... This time he needs it. There was a lot of hope and hopefully and all that sort of thing with Caldwell. I think given, I think, one of the big things that led to Nelson being fired was apparently that Nelson brought back Caldwell too soon... Well, they probably don't want to rush him again, so... So I... Portland? Probably, yes. Another week and a half away? Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. So this is must-win game number what for TFC? How many must-wins have we had lately? Uh, are we all-time? Mm. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> well, well, we keep being told every week that these aren't must-win because you know, mathematically, and well, they're still sort of... Nelson's been, Nelson was in a World Cup, and he said that the New England game wasn't... wasn't. Mm, exactly. And, and so I guess so, everything after that one. So this would be number, number four, three. Four. No, it is four. Two You're Phillies, right, two, two Phillies uh, of Chicago, and yes. now at Chivas. I mean, we have Must to, win number four. Yeah, we, we fired Nelson because you know, we need to get this sorted out as soon as possible. So presumably oh, they've all been must win since. Yes. All right. So um, this one we're going to win then though, right? Like you, you yeah, promised this, me that we're yeah, going to win. If, if we can't win this, then you know, Blow up the team. <laughs> fold the club, go on hiatus ourselves. Yeah, we can get a two for one. Yeah. A BOGO hiatus with <laughs> Chivas. We can all go on a boat. And uh, talk about uh, respecting the troops. It's like, oh, we're going to show our appreciation by letting you watch TFC versus Chivas. So, funny well little... done, MLSC. <laughs> Put your yeah. life on the line for <laughs> Hubert Torres. <laughs> you know, you know what Sunday is as well. Other than uh, other than pl- TFC playing Chivas and no, it's World Peace Day. Ah, oh. really? Yeah. Well, uh, if the match had happened to be a yeah. Sunday match, it would have been support the UN Day. Isn't that fun? Blue berets for they're all. Having, Kia blue berets. They're having support the smokescreen from the military on World Peace Day. They are. Nice. Isn't that fantastic? Nice. Well, the day before World Peace Day. You said Sunday's World Peace Day, right? The game's, the on, game's Sunday. on Sunday. <laughs> 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 I'll see you there. <laughs> this is emptier than I expected. Have we got all the Wow! <laughs> Why is there no one here? Hello? <laughs> People are really serious about this no troops thing. Yeah. It just shows how much I love it. I'm, there are 24 hours before. Not like you Johnny come lately. Wow. Get my spot in the King Batty. <laughs> oh my god. I'm kind of sad that that actually came up. <laughs> it would have been entertaining for you to show up on Saturday. Yeah, really, they just they have to win this game. If they don't, just... For goodness. Off. Yeah, pretty much. Slink away for the rest of the season. We might go to games. Okay, we're going to go to the stupid games. We won't be happy about it. So there. Mm-hmm. Four of five. Oh, bleh. Never mind.
<laughs> That's pretty much it, though. It really, wasn't worth it. Really? Never mind. Um, if my mouth wasn't bothered, either am I. <laughs> Alright, to wrap up our look at Sheebus, although we're not really looking at it, we're just uh, looking through it. Uh, former Red and boy that liked the town too much uh, to be sold to Santos Laguna. So goodbye, Eric Avila. Good luck. Congratulations on getting the hell out of MLS. Um, But what other former red would you like to sell and to wear? Jacob Peterson should be sold to Real Afghan Kabul (laughs) of Afghanistan. Just for fun. Fair. Good enough. Uh, I would have liked Colin Samuel sold to Botswana Meat Commission FC of the Botswana Premier League. After all he gave me, in puns, he deserved to play for a team based on meat products. <laughs> all right, I say a little more local and uh, a little more current. I'd like to sell uh, Issy Nakajima Farron to Vancouver, but just at the time when he's been cup-tied, so he once again cannot play in the Voyager's Cup, mm. just for the inhumanity of it all. Yeah. Cheap jokes for the win with that last one. Hell oh, yeah. Peterson, Samuel, and Issy? Well, we went out of our comfort zone. Actually, trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> On game. <laughs> Mid-season form. Bailing it in. Hashtag banter. Where's my check? <laughs> Alright, well, it is time to uh, bid adieu to this podcast. So, you can find us all on the interwebs at various places at Duncan D. Fletcher, Mr. Duncan Fletcher. Oh. At the Yorkies 1812, Goodbye. Mr. Tony Walsh. Goodbye. Hello. And as for me... You can find me at KZ Knowles on the Twitter as Kristen Knowles. Farewell, so long. I beat as in I do. But until then, Toronto, get used to it. Freddy, I do? Let's hope you stick around in Toronto. I'm a Houston fan, but love watching you play. Go back to Spudville, you fucking wanker. Embarrassment to the game. Hashtag <laughs> 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 quitter. There you go. Mm. Come back from England, we miss you. Yeah. boy, looking forward to your return. Hashtag F the media. Oh, yes, it's the yes, media's yes. fault. Yes. Well, wow, foreign nation. <laughs> If we had no lives, it would be a really funny gag to go to the airport when he arrives and like give him a scarf and stuff and tape it. Like when he arrived the first time. <laughs> oh, and Prisby went and gave him that scarf? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The one person. Yeah, it'd be really funny to do that again. Jermaine, you're back! Thank you! Don't leave us! Save us! Fucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. With that death stare. That was hilarious. That was, that was my favorite part. Oh my god! Like, like if I, I was like, Lee Godfrey, I like the screenshot. It's good. If I was Lee Godfrey, I would like never, ever, ever show my face around there again. Six or seven minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Because I saw teams out there for ninety minutes. You're saying six or seven minutes? You want to go? Yeah, pretty much. I've got was... a lot of anger to work out right now. 
You want exactly. to go? Come on. I think my ceiling got free sins. <laughs> <laughs> one more word, Lee. One more. Just say one more word. I dare you. Say it one more time. Say six or seven minutes one more time. I bet Bob has a dungeon, like a, not a sex dungeon, but like a, like Stu Hart. <laughs> Some kind of Lock soccer hole. dungeon where he just like lines kids up against a concrete wall and just sh- blasts at them with soccer balls. Does Michael have a variety of siblings and in-laws that are also in football? Probably. One of them died. <laughs> Stop <laughs> Repelling from the top of <laughs> Rio Tinto State. He's trying to figure out the meaning of the Loi... Oh, Jesus Christ. Here's Tony Walsh. <laughs> also here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's everywhere, folks. <laughs> Look behind the couch. He's there. I just had supper. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. While we're here at Griffin Park in Bradford... We said that should be a, a constant. Every time he gets drunk, we should have a, a bit called Mark, Mark Hinkley defends things no one insulted. <laughs> <laughs> That's Division 2 spokesman. Mark Hinkley. <laughs> Catch the taste. <laughs> the English Championship. There's nothing wrong with it. What's wrong with puppies? <laughs> There's like 1,100 people here eating poutine. <laughs> nothing wrong with poutine. There's nothing wrong with beer. <laughs> yeah, does Brennan get to stay on the Wall of Honor? Brennan Bistro, yeah. I don't know, we got that fired. Would be, that like, would wouldn't that be kind of awesome? Come on. You're on air on. Take your giant oversized novelty t-shirt with you, see? It would be very entertaining. <laughs> I, I, on Sunday. Exactly. He's up there. Healing it. Power he's got one of, it off. He's got uh, one of those wallpaper scrapers. I'm digging it. with me. Mm. I'm the soul patch of this club. Well, we do have a... Well, wow, we still have one more thing to talk about. <gasps> I know! <laughs> uh, hey, oh, mm. yeah, why I'm, I always want to separate the two of you, like every fucking podcast. I'm, I'm ready Seriously. To go. Yeah. He's ready to go. This, I'm is, ready to go. this is where the magic happens, yeah. Kristen. Hashtag banter. Mm. <laughs> oh. 